Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps. The 0-2. Spresser out of the right center field. It's down and they win it. Manny Gonzalez scores and the Cowboys are going back to state. To the pros. They're going to throw a quick pass to Tony. He's got it on the edge. He will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. Cardinals rush seven. Wilson throws the ball wide open. Judy, 10, 5, touchdown, Denver. There she goes. Deep left center field. Bobby Witt and gone. He's empty the backfield for Shane Bouchelle. They're three by two. Three to his right, two eligible to his left. He's got time. Works it near the end zone. Catch made. Touchdown, Kansas City. Justin Ross. He swings, hits it pretty well to left field. Going back, Taylor to the warning track to the wall. It's gone. The L.A. kid, Alan Trejo, touch him all time. And this game is tied at three here in the fourth. And good Monday morning, everybody. We are back on the Morning Blitz. So glad you could join us on this August the 14th. A cool start to this week, which is going to end in some hot temperatures, that's for sure. 53 degrees. I saw last night that they were expecting some possible record lows for middle of August. Temperatures in the mid-40s. Don't think it's nowhere going to get near that. But still, nice cool 53 degrees to start the day on our way to a high of 78. The nicest, coolest day of the week. We've got temperatures in the triple digits coming up Wednesday and Friday and into the weekend. Going to be a hot day. Uh, hot weekend coming up here as well. Glad once again you're with us here on the Morning Blitz on this Monday morning. Uh, glad to be back with you after missing the last couple of shows, but uh, feeling better and uh, ready to push ahead this week. We got ourselves a full week ahead. If you love high school football, you're going to want to be tuning in for the next couple of weeks as we begin our high school football previews of our area teams uh, and the teams around the listening region as we'll be joined uh, today by St. Francis head football coach Grant Wiggers. He's going to join us uh, today on the phone visiting about St. Francis football, and we've got plenty of others uh, that we'll be bringing on the show over the next couple of weeks. As from this Friday, this upcoming Friday, the 18th, we will have uh, two weeks until our first football game. We've got less than that when it comes to high school volleyball. We'll try and squeeze in a few volleyball teams as well as we get ready for the Fall sports uh, season, which uh, gets going really today with fall sports practices underway, or at least can be, according to Keisha. So some will start tonight, some will start this afternoon, some will start today. just depends on on who you are. Uh, we have, we'll get to Rockies, Royals. We'll touch on Chiefs and Broncos, who had their first preseason games this past weekend as well. we got plenty of things to get to uh, in today's program. Also be a chance to win from the Kansas Lottery. But we kick off each Monday with our weekend winners and losers, and that's where we start again here today. There are two kinds of people in this world. There's winners and there's losers. Which ones were which this past weekend? I want winners. Loser, you're a loser. It's the weekend's winners and losers on the Morning Blitz. Gonna be a winner, be a winner. If you want to text in throughout the show, give me your weekend winners and losers, that'd be fine to do so. Our phone number, of course, 785-899-2222. Hit us up on our text line. We'd love to hear from you throughout the program, especially if you got a weekend winners and losers. I I admit, I don't have a ton of winners this weekend, um, especially when it comes regionally and locally. Um, I will start, though, with, I think, the biggest winner. And, uh, you know, you can look at it either way, but... From, our, from my perspective, I'll be selfish in this first one. You know, the high school fall sports practices begin today. I mentioned that right off the bat. Uh, Keisha says this is the first day that you can get back out there and, and begin comp- or, and begin getting ready for competition. And so I've already seen, I know, like uh, Goodland football get going this afternoon, even though there's no school going on. Uh, Colby High School Volleyball, I know, had practice early this morning. I think they were up there at the gym at 5 o'clock. So there were early practice there's been some early practices there's some late practices 
Um, I just I guess it just depends on on what you want as a coach. I mean, if you're a football coach. Uh, you know, you want to kind of get used to playing in the heat, especially for the first half of the season. And so practicing in the afternoon is probably the best way to do so. But some coaches love to uh, practice in the mornings when it's cool as well and get the most focus out of your kids. Uh, you know, in volleyball, kind of the same thing because gyms aren't really air conditioned. So, you know, getting in there when it's cool rather than when it's super hot in the afternoon. But sometimes you want to test your team's mortal or uh, not mortal, your, uh, your mental fortitude uh, to see how they can handle the heat. Uh, coming back from summer break, but this is this is what it's all about right now. You know, you spent all summer, you know, going to camps, participating in camps, uh, you know, going to team activities, uh, especially spending time in the weight room with the coaches uh, and your fellow athletes, getting ready for this this season. You know, it's it was a, you know the summer is a proving ground, an opportunity for younger athletes to develop their bodies to bet to to get more mentally prepared to. Uh, face the rigors of high school, including, of course, the athletic fields. And so you get the chance now to show that off with with practices getting going uh, here in the next couple, or getting practices going here today, uh, no matter what time that may be. So fall sport practices begin today. It's, it's hard to believe. It just feels like it was a few days ago that we wrapped up, you know, in, in my example, state baseball up in Manhattan on a rainy day there. Uh, in the Little Apple. It just felt like we just wrapped it up a little bit ago. But hey, fall sport practices begin today. Some have already happened this morning. Some are going to happen later on this afternoon. Uh, just depends. I admit, I'd be more of the morning person. Uh, probably not as a kid, but now as an older person, I'd probably be more of a morning person. Uh, if you can uh, throw out to deal with that heat. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a, a quick adjustment. You know, Last week, the temperatures weren't bad. This next week, you're going to have some really hot days. And so you're going to have to get adjusted to that heat pretty quickly, especially those uh, guys outside uh, on the football field. Which, you know, times have changed. Times really have changed when it comes to, uh, especially when you look at it from the football perspective. I always go off what I know. You know, you could go full pads and stuff every day if you wanted to. You know, you used to be able to have two-a-days if you wanted to have that. You can't have two-a-days really anymore. You hardly ever go full pads. You go shells or just helmets and stuff to kind of get used to it. you don't really do a lot of full padded stuff like they used to do, uh, even you know, 20 years ago. Uh, it's 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 just nothing like that anymore. It's changed a lot, but still, uh, you got to get prepared for uh, all the different uh, weather environments and different things like that. So, first winter of the weekend, you know, high school sports as fall practices begin today. Good luck to all their athletes uh, as they begin their 2023 fall sports season. Another winner of the weekend, kind of semi-local here, regional at least, is Deuce Vaughn. I, I want to give a couple shout-outs to a couple football players that I saw in the NFL preseason. Once again, you can't... I, I just don't think that you can... How do I want to say this? I, I don't think that you can judge a whole lot off the NFL preseason. Um, I just don't think that you can do that. Uh, you can get a feel for some things. But I don't. You can't really judge. I think everything off the preseason. Sometimes you got to wonder how much, uh, you know, guys are playing to their absolute fullest uh, in some situations. So it just it just kind of depends. But a couple of winners of the weekend I thought that I saw. Number one was Deuce Vaughn. Uh, Deuce Vaughn got drafted in the fifth. I think it was the fifth or sixth round. It was in the second half of the NFL draft this year. Got taken by the Dallas Cowboys. His dad, of course, a scout for the Dallas Cowboys and getting drafted. We all remember that cool scene with his dad calling him, asking if he wants to be a Dallas Cowboy. You know, and then Deuce Vaughn gets a chance, and then he's kind of you know showing up on social media a lot here in the first few weeks of, of training camp. You know, because he's this short little running back amongst all these giant guys. But Deuce Vaughn. We all have seen what he could do at Kansas State. There's no doubt that he's going to be able to have very good success, uh, in my opinion, in the NFL because of his ability. Uh, Deuce Vaughn was looked very good, uh, I thought, for the most part, uh, in their 28-23 loss, the Dallas Cowboys to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I thought Deuce Vaughn you know, led the team in rushing. He had eight carries for 50 yards. He scored a touchdown. He also was out there and had himself uh, a catch, three catches as well for six yards. So you think about it. In the preseason, he got 11 touches for 56 yards, had a touchdown. He made the most of his time out there. And I, I, I honestly think he's going to have a chance 
to contribute quite a bit this year. Whether it's in special teams, I feel like he's going to make an impact there. I don't know if he was in on any of those. I know he was not in any of those, I don't think. Yes, he was. He did have a kickoff return for one for 30 yards. But, you know, he's going to have a chance. I think he's going to have a chance. I don't think their running back room is extremely deep. And so I think he's going to make an impact on this Dallas Cowboy football team this coming year. And it's a, it's a great thing to see. Once again, it's a it's a fist pump for the little guy. You know, a lot of people out there, oh, you got to be a certain size. You got to be over six foot, 215 pounds. You know, you got to be this amount of body fat. You got to be this, 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 and this. You know, it's all, it, it, you look at it, it's all about the metrics. Kids are getting scholarship offers and, and going to colleges, you know, based upon what they can do uh, in their 40 times and what they can do in the vertical jump. And, you know, it, but they, someone walks on there and they're like, well, geez, this guy's not very tall. You know, I don't, I don't know if we can put much on that frame. But some coaches look past that and they make the most of it. And Deuce Vaughn has taken that to the fullest. And I think that's why he's uh, one of the winners of the weekend because it was great to see him go out there, play professional football, and make an impact. I had limited doubt that he would not be able to do it. Uh, but he went out there and he got it done. And I expect him to be a pretty good contributor for the Dallas Cowboys here in the 23 season and going forward. I really do. I think he can get it done. Another winner of the weekend. He didn't play a ton, but I think it was just huge to see. But DeMar Hamlin uh, playing for the Buffalo Bills uh, when the Bills took on the Indianapolis Colts there on Saturday. DeMar Hamlin getting back to the football getting back to the football field to me is an amazing story. Of course, if you if you forgot, DeMar Hamlin was the young man. Uh, that was pretty much dead on the field in Cincinnati, but was revitalized by the t- by the healthcare team uh, there in Buffalo, and was able to get him back after spending you know a good month or so in the hospital, able to get himself back. Uh, and he actually had three tackles in the NFL preseason game. I mean, the amount of courage that it would take to go back out there and play football after. That sport had killed you at one point in time, and you were revived, brought back to life. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. Uh, so the courage that it takes to do that, for him to pull that off, and to him to more than likely going to be a starter and a contributor this year, that's amazing to me. I, I know you'd have to. he has to jump through or had to jump through a whole bunch of hoops and tests to clear himself to play for this season. I get that, but... Man, that's the the mental fortitude to go forth and to continue to play the game that almost took that did take your life pretty much uh, is something that I've got a great amount of respect for. That's it's amazing to me. Uh, but Demar Hamlin, another winner of the weekend from the NFL preseason, seeing after what he pulled off there, that was impressive. Uh, let's move on to losers of the weekend here on our weekend winners and losers. I, I'm going to start off by going with this. Article. I, I want to say, uh, rookie quarterbacks in the NFL preseason. It was it was a tough go. Uh, Bryce Young went four of six for twenty one yards in his debut Saturday. Took some big hits in the process. Uh, C.J. Stroud for the Texans, uh, two of four for thirteen yards in a pick, playing just two possessions. Anthony Richardson seven of twelve for sixty seven yards in an interception. Um, Will Levis, a little bit better, 9 of 14 for 85 yards uh, in that one. You're just kind of going down. Stetson Bennett might have had one of the better ones uh, as he went 6 of 11 for 53 yards and a touchdown. Aiden O'Connell was impressive, 11 of 14 for a touchdown. The Purdue quarterback playing for the Vegas Raiders. I'm telling you right now, Aiden O'Connell could be starting, could be starting for Oakland before the season's done. I mean, if they don't have a great start to the year and Jimmy Garoppolo isn't, you know, isn't showcasing anything, Aiden O'Connell showed a lot in that first preseason game. I watched some of it there on uh, on Sunday against the 49ers. He could certainly be a starter before it's all said and done. But but here's the biggest thing. You know, people want to look at, you know, these big top quarterbacks that are taking, you know, one or two overall and they want to oh God, are they going to be the next great quarterback? Just remember, great quarterbacks that end up being amazing pros um, in the NFL struggled mightily, usually in their first season or even two. 
I always go back to Peyton Manning. And remember, Peyton Manning, for all the, the, the Hall of Fame and how great a quarterback he was, remember how much he struggled in his first year. I think he set the NFL record for interceptions by a rookie. I mean, I think he, and I think he still holds that record, I think. And he likes to joke about how he still hates to hold on to that record. Guys, it takes time to understand. It takes time to develop. It takes time to figure that stuff out. And so that, to me, is why I, I don't put a ton of stock into this, this these uh, preseason games and really even maybe a whole lot the first season if you're a rookie quarterback getting thrown into the fire. Because honestly, if, if, if your team is picking first, rarely is it just one player away from all of a sudden being a playoff contender. If you're picking first through 10, 1 through 10, you're probably not a playoff contending team. Now, now, sometimes there are exceptions. There are trades. There are deals that are made that, that allow a great team to get top picks. The Eagles had that happen for them this year. I get it. But for the most part, if you're picking in the top 10 picks, you're probably a team that's not fit for the playoffs, at least in the next year. More than likely. It's going to be a year or two process. That means that you have got pieces around you that need to develop and you've got to get better in certain spots. In, in the case of the Carolina Panthers, just for example, I mean, Bryce Young was under pressure so much of the time. Rarely does a great does a young quarterback come in when he's drafted high one or two or three and have a phenomenal offensive line in front of him and a great core of wide receivers and backs around him and offensive weapons. Rarely, if ever, does that happen. So it does... It's, it's not that big of a deal. If you're, if you're going to struggle the first year, you're going to struggle the first year. You know, you, you've got, if you can make it somewhat look respectable with the pieces you have around you, heck, then you have a chance to possibly get your franchise to go out and invest in some better O-line or whatever it may possibly be, especially when it comes to the NFL. But first loser of the weekend, rookie quarterbacks, especially the high ones that are expected to start this year. It was just a rough first weekend for them, and it's the preseason. I get it, but... Uh, I think it could just be rough first years. You're going to be playing with a bunch of guys around you that may not be the most talented, may not be the most uh, you know, experienced, and so you're going to have some struggles first and foremost on that. That's our first loser of the weekend. Let's move on to our second loser of the weekend. I tell you, the, the NCAA continues to just blow my mind on how toothless it really is. I don't know if anybody saw this over the weekend, but... So a few weeks ago, it was announced that Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh was going to miss the first four games of the season. Not a big deal. They are one of the best teams in the in college football this year. And on top of that, they have one of the easiest schedules in college football. Them and Georgia have got they've got the perfect setup. Great teams and a cakewalk schedule. But nonetheless, Jim Harbaugh was supposed to miss the first four games. For you know, doing some things back through, you know, having some kids on, uh, you know, doing some things through COVID and recruiting and stuff that was not allowed. He did it. And so he's in and the NCAA caught him and they're suspending him for four games. Well, now the committee of infractions has not approved uh, this, this suspension. And so that means Harbaugh is expected to coach while this case is being resolved. So, the NCAA and the Committee of Infractions um, cannot come to an agreement on this. And so because of it, Harbaugh is going to be able to coach whenever he wants. Which, once again, I don't think it's a huge deal whether he coaches or he doesn't these first four games. But it just goes to point out that the NCAA has zero teeth. They cannot do anything. Ever since they've allowed the transfer portal to open up and they've allowed NIL to, to run ragged all over the place, they haven't been able to do anything. Not a single thing. And that to me is it's sad and it's sick. It's amazing how much stuff can the stuff is just going on and there's no repr uh, no reprimand for it whatsoever. It just it, it it just it blows my mind that that it, it you they even try to put out a type of suspension and and put some rules down and then well we can't really do that we got we don't have the right stuff in place <laughs> it's it's crazy it's crazy 
Once again, it's not going to have any impact on Michigan football whether Harbaugh coaches the first four games or he doesn't. It doesn't matter. Now, it could have an impact if they decide, well, actually, we are going to suspend you four games and it happens on the fifth game of the season. That could have a little bit more impact. But I just, it's amazing to me how the NCAA has no teeth. And, and, and really, you see college athletics just kind of falling apart piece by piece. You really do. I mean, I don't want to say the college football, that, that conference realignment is, is stuff falling apart, but it kind of is. You're seeing conferences that we've known for hundreds of years be gone. Now, that's not really on the NCAA. That's on the conference itself, which there was a whole bunch of news this week. I don't know if you saw that about how the Pac-12 was offered $30 million per school by ESPN. Uh, but they turned out because they said they wanted $50 million. Well, that'd be why Brett Yormark and the Big 12 was able to get a deal done before the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 wanted $50 million per school. ESPN said, thanks, but no thanks. They went to the Big 12 where they said, we'll take $30 million. And they got the deal done. And now because of it, the Pac-12 is gone. Greed is evil right there, folks. Greed is evil. And that's what happened to the Pac-12 right there. They got greedy, trying to shoot their shot for the moon to get some big-time money to stay close with you know, the SEC and the Big 10. It did not happen because they went to ESPN, just one media outlet, to try and get that done. They didn't get that done, and Big 12 said, we'll take that money. We'll take that $30 million per school. And that's what happened. But yeah, there's that. There's there's a whole bunch of gambling going on at the University of Iowa and Iowa State. It's amazing to me. All the things that are going on in college athletics that, that kind of just it sours my stomach a little bit because it, all of this news is taken away from what should be on the field and said it's all about off-the-field stuff. So once again, loser of the weekend, uh, the NCAA. All right, let's get to a break. Our weekend winners and losers. Once again, our winners, high school fall sports practice begins today. Uh, Deuce Vaughn and DeMar Hamlin, a couple of cool performances from the NFL preseason weekend number one. Losers include rookie NFL quarterbacks, except Aiden O'Connell, who was phenomenal, uh, and the NCAA. All right, so let's get to our first break. We come back, which begin with our first of many high school football previews from around the listening region. We start with St. Francis High School Football and Head Coach Grant Wiggers. He joins us next. You're listening to the Morning Blitz. Staples presents a lesson in back-to-school savings. Your local Staples now accepts Amazon returns. So when you return your Amazon order at Staples, you receive a coupon for $10 off your next $30 Staples purchase. So you can save even more on top of huge back-to-school deals. Like right now, two pocket poly folders and Staples 8-count number 2 pencils are each just 50 cents. Staples gives you more ways to save even more. 50 cent offers and 826. Pricing and limits may vary in-store and online. Amazon return offer in-store only. Exclusions apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. It's time for a check of the markets with the Anderson Trade Group on the Kansas Farm and Ranch Radio Network. Good morning. This is Paige Chapman at the Andersons with your morning grain report on Monday, August 14th. In the overnight market, September corn is down four at 470 and a half. December down four and a half at 482 and three quarters. March down four and three quarters at 496 and a half. September soybeans are up eight at 1345 and a quarter. November up nine and three quarters at 1317 and a quarter. And January up nine and a quarter at 1326 and a half. September Kansas City wheat is down eight and a quarter at 747 and a half. December down eight and a half at 757 and a half. And March down nine at 764 and a quarter. Dow Jones is down 28 points at 35,323. S&P down 5 at 4,475 points. NASDAQ down 10 at 15,086. Gold is down $4.70 at $1,941.90. Silver is down 2 cents at $22.73. And crude oil is down $1.26 at $81.93. If you have any risk management questions or grain you would like to market in Colorado area, 
you can reach John Hankey or Joseph Koning at 970-744-4484. Or in the Overland Park office, you can reach myself, Stacey Chapman, Tom Saluto, or Tyler Ghosh at 913-748-3000. The Anderson Trade Group, proud market partners with Kansas Farm and Ranch Radio. Find out more at andersongrain.com. The risk of loss through trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance, whether actual or indicated, is not indicative of future results. The Anderson Trade Group has no guarantee that the advice given will result in profitable trades. It's always growing season. It's time to grow your profitability with fall sales deals on Zimatic Irrigation Systems. For a limited time, get 24 months no payments. That's two years deferred payment on fall delivery of a new Zimatic Pivot. Hurry, your Zimatic Pivot will last for generations, but this deal won't last long. Talk to your local dealer about more offers and incentives today or go to lindsay.com forward slash let's go to claim your offer. It's always growing season. Let's go. It's time to break out with Maristem's new Biology's Fertility System. Consider taking $30 from your traditional fertilizer spend. One, follow Harvest with Excavator, powered by Microbolize, to break down residue and unlock nutrients. Two, manage nitrogen with BioFriendly Maintain or InGear Dual Action. Three, plant with Revline Hopper Throttle, powered by BioCapsule Technology, to finally deliver live microbes to build massive roots and make nutrients more available. Fight back and learn more at MaristemAg.com. Are you getting all the discounts you're entitled to on your home and auto insurance? Multi-car, multi-policy, common loss deductible, remodel credits are just a few options available. Do you have a special circumstance requiring insurance coverage? We might be able to help with that also. Check with the girls at the insurance agency at 1020 Main Street in Goodland or call 785-899-5011. We offer coverage from several companies to best suit your insurance needs. Call or stop by and talk to Roxanne, Susan, or Judy for all your insurance needs. Midwest Energy begins charging demand rates for residential customers on January 1st, 2024. In August, Midwest is sending all residential customers a mailer explaining demand rates. Participate in the Summer Demand Challenge and you'll learn how appliance use impacts demand and be entered to win one of 50 $50 Visa gift cards. Learn more about demand rates at MWEnergy.com under the Residential tab. Midwest Energy, a customer-owned cooperative, making energy work for you. Hey, it's Brian Haney, the voice of the Jayhawks. A two-hand follow jam is true for Josh Jackson. And you're listening to The Morning Blitz with my main man, Ross Volkmer, right here on 1025 You Rock. We're back here on a Monday morning on the Morning Blitz. Thanks for all the text messages, people texting and saying, boy, it's great to hear you back on the air. Yeah, I know. We've been off the air for over a week. But the, the part that, by the way, once again is like, I think it's like the size of about two batteries back to back, about three inches long. It's not a very big part is what we need to get back on the air here on KKCI. But we're back on the air, of course, here on 1025 U-Rock, AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. We're glad to be with you here on this Monday uh, by the way, if you'd like to win from the Kansas Lottery, you can text in the word DEAD. we still got some Day of the Dead tickets giveaway. Text the word DEAD to 785-899-2222, and you could be a winner from the Kansas Lottery here on this Monday morning. As I mentioned early in the show, we're going to spend the next couple of weeks visiting with our area high school football coaches, uh, previewing their upcoming years and seasons, and, and, uh, and then hopefully catch up with them again as the season progresses on here as 2023 uh, fall sports season gets going today with practices and our first our first, our leadoff hitter, I should say, uh, is St. Francis head football coach Grant Wiggers, who joins us now on the phone. Uh, good morning, Grant. Uh, how are things going for you here today? Hi. Good morning, Ross. We're we're doing well. Got teacher in service started today, and kids back on Thursday, and kicking off practice this afternoon. So it's an exciting time of year. I got a question. I mean, uh, the, the afternoon practice. I've seen a lot of football coaches saying they're going to afternoon practice. I'm surprised not to see more morning practices. Your thoughts? Uh, we actually have done that at times early in the season, um, gone in the morning. Uh, today looks like a beautiful weather day um, this afternoon, but I think Wednesday and Friday might be question marks where we may have to look at um, changing our plans a little bit. But um, one thing we, we kind of started doing the last couple of years because of the heat, and then the kids loved it, was Thursday morning practices. and. Um, 
the first one, it was just we'd had 100 degree, 100 degree, 100 degree days in a row, and we're like, let's just go in the morning. And, and they kind of liked getting it done before school. It's, it's tough to get early, but then school's out, and you're you're done for the day, and you get that time to relax before game day the next day. So one of those things that the kids uh, enjoyed it and pushed for it, so we just kind of went with it. Grant Wiggers, our guest here on the Morning Blitz as we talk St. Francis High School football. Coach, you know, you talk about your tenure there, one and eight first year, four and five last year, um, and now going into this year with some, some some momentum. When you look back at last year's season, the step you guys took was a pretty big one. What caused that to happen? Um, I mean, there's, there's a ton of factors that went into it. Um, I think one of the things that helped us the most is we were able to be a lot more um, consistent on offense that first year we really were one-dimensional we knew we had to run the opponents knew we had to run and we weren't in a position physically where we could just say hey we're going to run the ball you try to stop us it was it was a tough matchup for us so last year we were able to more than double our um, passing yardage total from two years ago and and that just makes everything a lot easier as a play caller whenever they have to respect everything they have to defend sideline to sideline they have to be concerned about inside run outside run short game deep game intermediate stuff play action so it just just makes everything easier to to be productive on offense and just kids getting more experience um, getting a little bit more confidence finding some success and and believing in the, in, in themselves, uh, it goes a long way. And you guys even made the playoffs against Sylvan Lucas, um, and you guys end up losing by eight in that. I mean, to, to go from like a one-win season to making even the playoffs, even if you were knocked out in the first round, uh, is a real accomplishment. It has to give the team confidence going into this coming season, one would think. Oh, yeah, we, we definitely ended that season – I mean, obviously, every every team in the state wants to win a state championship, but um, realistically, um, we ended that season really excited about our future. We we lost a talented senior, but he was the only one in his grade, so we're returning most of our roster, and yeah, it, it just that that playoff game was kind of a wild one. Um, it had rained all day in Sylvan, and I mean, they had nice grass, so that helped, but it turned sloppy quick. We had white jerseys, white pants, and they were brown jerseys, brown <laughs> pants by the time we were done. But we got down, I think it was maybe 14-0 at halftime. It was kind of tough sledding both ways. They they punched in a couple times. Then they returned the second-half kickoff for a touchdown, went up 22 nothing on us, and we just – kept fighting, kept fighting, clawed back, wound up tying at 22-22 late in the fourth, and they punched one in with a little minute and a half left. Um, we drove down, had a shot as time was expiring in the in the back of the end zone and, and didn't complete it, but, I mean, it was – it's never fun to lose, but it was a great game. It was great to see that resiliency in the slop, in the mud, in the cold, just – coming back down from 22 nothing to tie it up and almost won a playoff game from where we've started it's it's exciting and really really proud of those guys how do you feel like that success quote unquote towards the end of the year you know and and showing that playoff ability even though you're getting knocked out went into the weight room this summer and developing for the next season you know we've had it kind of a, a slow, slow build um, in our attendance. And this summer we had more kids than we've had um, the past two years. I mean, it's it's gone up in the number of kids that are consistently there. Um, more kids that are close to that 100% range. We are still not where I'd want to be. I mean, it's never going to be perfect. Um, there's still several kids that are that are going to need to play a role for us that. Um, aren't as consistent as as you'd like to see them, but we are getting better and better and better in that area, and it's fun to see how many kids we've got 
bought into the the process of getting better, not just, hey, I want to show up on Friday night and play, but I want to be the best version of myself and and put in that time it takes to get there. Grant Wiggers is our guest, head coach of St. Francis football. Uh, the Indians coming off a four and five year a season ago, and. Here's the thing that stands out to me, Coach, is that you know you put a lot of pressure on young players. I mean, you had a freshman quarterback. Uh, he was also your third-leading rusher uh, in, in the Riley kid. Uh, you had Ethan Graham, Lane Todd. You had so many freshmen contribute last year that played varsity football and made an impact. And they, they, you know, you know from experience of coaching, as long as you have them going into their sophomore years, they're going to be a whole lot more better because of the experiences that they had as a freshman. Oh yeah, it was. It was unbelievable the way that they were able to step up and and not just play supporting cast roles for being players we relied on on both sides of the ball. And as a coach, you never really want to play a freshman. Um, sometimes you might have that freak athlete that is just ahead of everybody else. Um, but a lot of times you're playing a freshman just because that's where you're at depth-wise in the, the classes ahead of them. But Man, it was fun to see them progress. I mean, that first game of the year, there was nerves you wouldn't believe. I think we had maybe three penalties in our first five plays um, when we lined up against Atwood week one. But we settled in. We got comfortable. We we had some success. And and we just, I mean, by the end of the year, you weren't even thinking about, hey, we're playing freshmen out here. We were, they were just St. Francis Indians. When you look at this year, what area are you looking to improve upon the most? You know, there's there's not an area we're not trying to improve. Um, we need to keep progressing in our run defense. Um, some games better than others. Of course, some of that maybe you have to tip your cap to the other team. And, and we played some really stiff competition. That's, that's really good. But I think if we can... Uh, improve our run defense, um, limit the amount of uh, first downs we're giving up, some of those long drives or some of those times they break off a big chunk play. Um, that can really help us uh, continue to take a step forward in um, our offense and improving our run game, keep building on the success we've had and, and keep building on the success we had with those young guns at um, passing game last year. We just, I mean, we, we've gotten a lot better across the board, but we just need to keep taking small steps forward everywhere. Grant Wiggers, Wiggers continue to be our guest talking St. Francis football. You've got the first practice coming up here this afternoon. And, and really in the first week, what are you trying to establish in the first week of practice? You know, we, we're, we're a big um, culture as a coaching staff. We really want to set the tone for – the kind of men we want these kids to be, um, the kind of practice habits and, and leadership skills we want them to have. Um, X's and O's wise, we really want to jump in um, where we've left off from last year and some of the stuff we are able to do over the summer. And it's nice we're to the point now where there's not a ton of install the first couple weeks like we've had um, in the past two years where people understand what we're doing and we can just start getting really good at it and get our timing right and our footwork and our hand placement and all those things. Um, so we're excited to get going and and just keep building on the progress we're making. Uh, one more before we let you go here. I know we're a little less than three weeks away from the first game uh, against Quinter here coming up on, uh, or here coming up against Quinter, or sorry, Rollins County, I beg your pardon, with the Yoke Bowl. Um, but when you look at the schedule this year, what does does it stand as it do you think it's tougher about the same? What's your thought on the schedule this year for your team? I tell you what, I know I'm definitely biased, but I think the Northwest Kansas League has got to be one of the toughest, if not the toughest eight man leagues in the state where I mean Dighton led our league last year. They were eleven and one and uh lost in sub state and I mean, Atwood, Rollins County, they had a heck of a team, too. I think they ripped off eight wins on a couple playoff games before eventually losing to state champion Wichita County. 
um, Sharon Springs, uh, Wallace County, they're on a team on the rise. They, they've got athletes everywhere. You see them on the track, um, tearing things up, uh, and their junior high just absolutely ran through people last year. So they're, they're a team that's definitely one to look out for. Quinter, another, another great team. And I think they won two playoff games last year and they've got, uh, arguably should have been the state champions in track, um, controversial DQ <laughs> yeah, four by yeah. four. Um, and then Oberlin's kind of had a tough go lately, but they're another team that I think is on the rise. They've got a really good coach. that's a tough scheme to, to defend against. And they've got a junior high that had a ton of success last year. So, I look for them to be continually getting better and better. And you just go through our, our Northwest Kansas league. There's not an easy team on the schedule. There's not one that you're like, Oh yeah, we should win that game. Every game's going to be a, a slugfest. And we, we hope we're getting to the level where we can um, compete better with some of those teams and, and we'll see where we're at this year. But then, Thunder Ridge is is in our district. They were playing in the state championship game last year, so it's it's fun to have competitive games. The most fun games are the ones that are close. I mean, it's it's good to blow somebody out, but it's not nearly as fun as those ones that are a battle in the fourth quarter. And of course, it's never never fun to get blown out either. But no, hopefully, no. we can have a bunch of tight games and uh, and see if we can come out on top more often than not. Head coach of the St. Francis Indian football team, that's Grant Wickers going into his third season. Coach, really do appreciate you coming on the show this morning. Good luck as you guys get practice started this week, and uh, good luck going forward. We'll catch up with you hopefully in season. All right, thanks for having me. Once again, great stuff there from Grant Wiggers. Yeah, they've a great turnaround last year. You know, one and eight in his first year, and he knew it. You know, you could tell by by visiting with him, he knew that it was going to be a tough first year up there in Saney. Uh, but, you know, second year said, we're going to throw some freshmen into the fire. They're talented. We're going to do that. Guys like Lucas Riley and stuff like that, they come out there big time. They, they come out and they, they get better as the season progresses on, and they end up making the playoffs and almost advancing in, out of the first round of the postseason. Now they go into this year with more experience with those guys that are now sophomores. I mean, they're going to be there for three more years, um, and they're going to be feeling pretty confident. But like you said, a very tough schedule with the Northwest Kansas League. Logan Palco, Thunder Ridge on this schedule as well for St. Francis here in 2023. So it'll be a challenge. Very, very good league. Very, very good, tough schedule. But a team that continues to be on the rise in St. Francis with head coach Grant Wiggers. All right, let's get to our next break. When we come back, wrap up the show with some thoughts on the Royals and the Rockies. And if we have time, we'll touch on the Broncos and Chiefs. But we'll get to that maybe tomorrow. Spend more time on that. You're listening to the Morning Blitz. If you're shopping for a banking institution, visit with Equity Bank of Hoxie, Grinnell, and Quinter, Kansas. The Equity Bank is heavily invested in local business and activities contributing in many ways back to their community. Their employees are involved with many organizations and area events. Plus, a lot of experience comes with that staff. You'll find valuable local assistance when you bank at the Equity Bank of Hoxie, Grinnell, Quinter, and other locations in western Kansas. The Equity Bank. Member FDIC. Phones nowadays can do practically anything, including feed you. And now, now they cannot. Well, that is if you download the McDonald's app. Use the McDonald's app to get deals on the food you love, including McCafes, soft drinks, fries, and so much more. Plus, keep up to date on what's trending at McDonald's with the latest promotions, events, new products, and specials. You can even order and pay from the app. So download it today and score from your local McDonald's at Burlington, Colby, Goodland, and Lamar. Welcome to the Maverick Half Minute. The first day of classes is August 14th. Dorm move-in will be from August 10th through the 12th, and welcome week will be from August 14th through the 17th. We have many things planned, including a jalapeno eating contest, pool party, water balloon fight, and a Main Street crawl. Check your email or social media for full schedules. For more information, call or text us at 785-890-3641. Next up, incidents of pressing all the elevator buttons unexpectedly spike on Bring Your Kid to Work Day. But first, the latest on a team lunch that wasn't ordered through Easy Cater. I'm in the break room where lunch that was previously announced on the way has now been downgraded to hopefully soon. Mm, Fingers crossed, Michelle. Fingers crossed. 
Newsflash, it's hard when the food is late, but at Easy Cater, we make hard easy. With food for work delivered on time and is ordered from over 100,000 restaurants. Order 24-7 at easycater.com. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. You're tuned in to the Morning Blitz. All they do is sit around and talk. On 102.5 U-Rock and the Rocking M app. There's a line drive well hit right center field. That's going to score a run. Into second base, Melendez and the throw, not in time. So the Royals lead 3 to nothing. Gonzalez, the 2-2 is strike three called on a pitch off the outside corner. And the sweep is complete. Tough weekend for both the uh, Royals and the Rockies. Royals with a split against the Cardinals. So, you know, tough as anyone would put it. It's been just a tough year for uh, Royals and Rockies fans. I was looking at the MLB standings yesterday. I I haven't looked at him in a while. I just haven't. Um, I just... Uh, I, I was just looking at MLB standings. You know, the Royals are the second worst team in baseball, only behind the Oakland Athletics. Royals 38 and 81. Uh, Athletics are 33 and 85. You've got the Rockies, who are 45 and 73. They're the third worst team in Major League Baseball. So it's been a rough year for the local baseball teams and uh, not getting much better. The Royals, once again, splitting. They beat the Cardinals on, on Friday, which. Which you know the Cardinals are a bad team this year too. I mean they're they're I think uh, what are they dead last in the Central? Yeah, I mean they're they're twelve and a half in the NL Central, fifty two and six six. So they lost that game, but then uh, sorry they won that game Friday, lost on Saturday to the Cardinals. And as for the Rockies, I mean they're on a huge slide. They've lost five in a row. They were swept by the Dodgers. I mean th- what has happened since the All Star break to me is amazing. Since mid July, so pretty much in the span of a month. You know the Diamondbacks led the NL West, um, and the and the Dodgers were tied for the lead. The Giants were just, I think, a game or so back. In a span of a month, and I just I look at the West because that's where my team is at. The Do- the Dodgers have gone now eight and a half games up over the Giants. The Diamondbacks have slipped twelve and a half games back. I mean, it's amazing what has happened in some leagues. How different the picture has looked in the second half of the season in comparison to the first. It's completely nuts. Uh, unless you're a Royals or Rockies fan, you've, you've stayed exactly where you are. But in other spots, it's been pretty weird to see. Um, but a tough weekend for the Royals and for the Rockies uh, as they end up uh, either splitting for the Royals, which I guess is a good thing for them, but the Rockies, they've lost four in a, five in a row, including a sweep in L.A. They lost 8-3 Sunday. Kyle Freeland gave up four runs on six hits in five innings. He's 4-13 and 13 this season. Alan Trejo did have a two-run homer in the fourth, which tied the game up at three, but the Dodgers would score five unanswered runs. Uh, Dodgers starter Julio Urias, Urias struck out a dozen Rockies. They had actually 13 strikeouts in the game, did, Dodger, did Rockies bats, excuse me, to the Dodgers in that Sunday finale, uh, 8-3 the loss. Uh, Rockies actually back home. They take on the Diamondbacks tonight at 640 Mountain Time from Coors Field, which you can hear on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. As for the Royals, after a Sunday off, they begin a series with the Mariners tonight, 710 Central Time. They're in at the K. Two and six, Kansas City in their last eight, heading into this evening's game, which you can hear on AM 790 K Triple X. So Rockies and Royals continue their season tonight. One thing that really is interesting that stands out is, you know, about the scheduling this year, you know, because you remember, you know, like, for example, the Rockies. 
and the, and the Royals. You can, but I always think about the Rockies. You know, you always thought, well, the Rockies are playing the Diamondbacks today. Or the Rockies are playing the, the Dodgers today. The Rockies are playing the Giants today. I mean, because you used to play, what, 19 games or 20 games close apiece against each of your, uh, you know, divisional foes. Now, of course, with the new schedule, you don't. You know, you may only play half of that, if that, against your divisional foes, which I think is cool. I, I, I like I like the way the schedule's done. MLB has done a lot of good things this year for itself. They've changed the schedule. They've changed the timing. They've made games shorter, the pitch clock, all that stuff, stealing bases. It's been a humongous step in the right direction for Major League Baseball. It really has been. Now, you may not be able to see that past all the losing if you're a Royals or the Rockies fan, but it's been a great step in the right direction for Major League Baseball this year. It really has been. Because I think about the last time the Rockies played Diamondbacks, I mean, it's been months since I think they faced each other. And I don't think they've been, the the Diamondbacks haven't been in Colorado since, I think, May, maybe? Early May? I'm trying to think, because I always look at it to see if I can go to the game, which couldn't this year, which is fine. So, anyway, don't forget, Royals and Rockies on your AM radio stations of Rocking and Media later on this evening. Let's get to the walk-off. couple of quick notes here before we get out of here. Kansas men's basketball team continuing to be on a heater. They had such a great offseason with the transfer portal bringing all these great players. Uh, and they had a great showing down in Puerto Rico. Despite going losing a, one game, they had still a great showing. And they're going to be a top five team in the country coming into this next year. Well, Bill Self continued to add to his 2024 recruiting class with the best center in the country. He signed Flory. Well, signed. He verbally got commitment out of Flory Badunga. Uh, six foot nine center from Congo. He's the number four overall player in the ESP 100, number one ranked center. Six foot nine. He plays soccer and basketball. Highly athletic at six foot nine. Can jump, can run. He's a freak, to say the least. And he's going to Kansas to play for head coach Bill Self. And it was kind of a late draw. It looked like he was going to go to Duke. Looked like Auburn might be in the mix there, too, at the end. But Kansas pulls it out with Bill Self and company. Also, anybody else happen to see this great story out of the NFL? Great story out of the NFL when it came to uh, this young man by the name of CJ Okoye. Uh, He's a defensive lineman for the Chargers. He got a sack in his first ever NFL football game, and that was his first ever football game ever of organized football. He was a part of the NFL's player pathway program for international players. Well, he got in his first ever football game period, which was an NFL game, and he had a sack. Pretty darn cool. And nuts to think that you never played organized football before, and then you get to be on the NFL field. That's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Have a great Monday. Thanks for listening. We're back again tomorrow in 23 hours. It's been the Morning Blitz. We'll see you then.